How's it going? I'm Levi. I'm here with my friend Mickey today. What's going on, everybody? This is one of, another one of those, you know, kind of like update podcast episodes. We're checking in with Mr. Levi on his quest. Farewell. A farewell. <laughs> Actually, it's your turn. It's Cause my the, turn. Yeah, because the past couple of times we haven't really been able to touch on what you've been up to. That's true. Well... Let's get started. I, I got my first question right off the bat. Right off the bat. Okay. Right off on? the bat. Tell us what's up with the hat. Well, <laughs> I really like the show Bob's Burgers, and I didn't know that they sold these hats. And when I found out that they sold the hats, I needed to get myself one because I had this shirt to match. That's about it. That's about it. Yeah. And I was I was hoping it. I'm a weird hat guy, too. I mean, you've <laughs> seen the hats that I wear. And then winter's a good time to wear nice hats. This is true. You're wearing a pretty nice hat right now. Thank you. I'd yeah. prefer like butterflies on it or you know, Santa. It's you know, it's 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 timeless. I brought it out from the archives. I've actually had this for a while. I don't think you throw beanies away. No, you don't, right? Yeah, no. I've had I I could almost swear to you I've had this since I was like I don't know, maybe 7 or something. <laughs> you you mean to tell me your head has been that big since you were 7? Apparently. Nice. Okay. No, this just it has good elasticity, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> You've had a 30-year-old head for the last <laughs> 27 years? I'm yeah. kidding by the way. I'm sure it's elastic. Yeah. I hope also so. this hat's meant for children. I'm short. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Glad we got that out of the way. That way we we could actually concentrate on the conversation now. Back to business. Yeah. So tell us, man, what has Ram been up to recently? What you guys got going? You know, uh, fall got really slow, if I'm honest with you guys. Um, fall surprised me because it was looking to be like a really, really busy time of the year for us. That didn't happen. Um, but summer was crazy. As crazy as we thought it was going to be when we first aired episode zero, that's exactly what happened. Mm. And it's insane because... It, it isn't necessarily the most profitable year we've ever had, but thanks to the fact that we've been so busy and that we've been active in um, networking. And I, I mean, I took tips from you because I saw like all the seminars that you were going to and stuff. And although I haven't had a chance to join you at one of those, I have been kind of really just amping up my uh, networking abilities. Gotcha. So any chance I get to meet somebody, that's when I'm just like, hey, like, uh, real estate or, or business questions like hey do you know anybody else that needs our services stuff like that and it, it's kind of snowballed into a lot a lot of really really great opportunities for us uh for next year very cool yeah awesome man you also uh, you know we've had a couple conversations off air how you've realized that you've been chasing kind of been to be into the big leagues as you've put it yeah but what have you realized that you need in order to get there? So, yeah, um, we've talked about go big or go home, right? And really, that's it. For me, it's like I, I want to, I always want to go for the bigger projects. I, and I have thankfully done some really, really cool, really bigger, you know, big projects. Um, you could check them out on my Instagram reels. But what I, what I did notice is that does start to dry the well, the cash flow well. Mm. And, I, I needed to start getting smaller jobs. So the small jobs that I was starting to kind of scoff at, to kind of be like, oh, well, I don't think I need those. I'm in the big leagues now. Yeah. It ended up being that I was kind of cannibalizing myself 
to my own demise mm. or to my detriment because <laughs> uh, I hadn't realized that those those smaller jobs are, are absolutely necessary to keep the cash flowing. Because mm. even if a job is six figures or whatever, it's going to cost you almost six figures, if not more than six figures to finish it. And by the time you're done, you're like, oh, my goodness, my bank account is all dried up. <laughs> it's like, uh oh. And now you re- and then you gotta wait ninety to one hundred and twenty days to get paid. Aye. Yeah. So it's not fun. I mean it's it's really cool to, you know, break dance after or once you get the check. I can't break dance, but I try to and then I hurt myself out of excitement. <laughs> um, it's it's really cool to get that check in the mail and to open up that 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 uh envelope and see the, the amount of money. But you just think about it and you're like, okay, that was three months of absolute terror of wondering you know where the money's coming from for the, for this month or for that month so you know once i assess that and i realize that yeah entering the big leagues is awesome of you know being part of the bigger arena is great but i cannot scoff at the smaller jobs gotcha still need yeah. yeah you just the company needs those smaller jobs it's basically like the i don't know if lifeline i guess you could it say it is a lifeline yeah it's like it's it's liquidity mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter i can't go to the my lenders i can't go to my suppliers and be like hey got big money coming in i'll pay you in four months they're yeah. gonna be like well that's great but we're gonna close your account for the remainder of the year you know you can't <laughs> do that nobody's gonna be like hey i'm so glad you let me know i'm, I'm grateful because i know i'll have my money soon nobody right. says that they want their money now mm. and i want my money now too but unfortunately you know those the bigger leagues mean longer payment terms. Mm. So it comes with that. Yeah. Okay. And the smaller jobs are like, hey, can you do the job? It's it's a thousand or two thousand dollars gain, but if I get that paid, I, I do the job in one day, and if I get paid in one day, then that money's in there. Right. It doesn't matter. I, I mean, at this point, I realize that waiting for a two hundred thousand dollar check for four months hurts way more than <laughs> than you know than yeah. I expected. Um, it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't matter how much money you have coming in. If if you can't pay your bills, people get upset. Right. And and you destroy that lifeline. So, you know, every small, every job, no matter how big or how small, I just say yes to now. Gotcha. And I've just started connecting myself with um, a better group of, of, of uh, a better installation crew that just, mm. you know, gets the job done quicker and they're just more reliable. Good. Awesome, man. So what plans do you have for 2023 as far as your business goes? Well, we talked about this on the phone, you know, and I gave you the, the big picture. But for this year, what I what I finally want to do is I finally want to get a building that says the company name on in front of it. And we're finally going to go ahead and phase into... Uh, laying out the infrastructure for for the the big picture so that goes um for expansion to different states uh next year would be the year that that i finally you know finally settle uh licensing and 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 uh all the legal things uh to to be contractor uh, contractor in the southwest and i'm trying to see if i can get my foot in the door with the east coast too okay yeah and um Thankfully, you know, I've got clients in Singapore now and then uh, I've got another one. Uh, f- I'm trying to get my foot in the door with uh, Saudi Aramco. So, you know, hopefully, maybe uh, could probably be one of those people that says the sun never sets on this empire <laughs> like Disney. 
but that's that's, cool. that's the big picture. But I, right now, I think uh, nobody's perfect. Nobody's the best business person, and I've never, I've never been accused of being the smartest or, or you know. But I realize that there's a lot of groundwork that needs to be laid out before you can go big. Right. I'm grateful for the big opportunities that showed up, but that only gave me the stress needed to open my eyes to the fact that I need to focus on my infrastructure. Cause once I have the skeleton of, of, of the, of the sleeping giant ready, then we can go ahead and really, you know, bring that, bring that giant to life. So that's, okay. that's, that's for, for us. That's the big picture right now. Big goal. All right. That's awesome, man. Now, sounds like it's a lot you know that's going on or kind of a lot of big plans and all that which is why for this episode i thought it would be so appropriate to talk about something that a lot of entrepreneurs or business people whether it's small business or just business in general people who have gone off you know the beaten path and started their own thing they go through and that's self-doubt how are you navigating that self-doubt that inevitably shows up sometimes out of nowhere on a random day at a random time? You know, it's crazy because no matter who it is that's on any one of these, you know, YouTube shorts or YouTube videos, Instagram reels, TikTok, a lot of entrepreneurs that want to sell books or sell how-tos will say that they don't deal with it. They'll say that, you know, it's not something that they suffer from and, there's very there's very few that that actually don't, but for the most part, it attacks you at any random point of the day. You could be on a very big high, uh, having closed a deal or a contract with uh, a really big opportunity, a big a big time client, and then you get those moments where it's just like, but wait a minute, uh, this other this other uh, competitor of mine did this size job, and they did it in two weeks. I don't think I'm going to be able to do it at that at, at that pace. Or you get moments where you're just, you know, having a good time. And if you suffer from any kind of, you know, uh, depression or, or mental illness, it, it, it hits you when you least expect it. You, you could be having a great day and it just hits you that maybe you're not cut out for this. Maybe it's better to just play it safe. And I don't mean like go find a job and just close the company. I'm just saying maybe it's not time to, to chase the bigger dream. Maybe it's time to keep it conservative because you don't know what could happen. I feel like this year, especially this year, really tried most entrepreneurs pretty hard because 2020 and 2021 was such a high for everybody, even with the pandemic, because markets were strong. You know, real estate was overinflated. Everything was just amazing for a lot of people. They were finally reaping the rewards for their for their efforts. But then this year shows up. And we've got a threat from, you know, the threat of world war. Yeah. <laughs> we got the, you know, the global markets crashed. All those things that, that you see on the news, if you want to go ahead and ruin your day and be justify your pessimism or your self-doubt, just watch the news for 10 minutes. <laughs> and then Five minutes. For five dude. minutes. You'd be like, you know what? Why am I going to go to that networking event? It, there could be a mass shooting and I'll be dead. Mm-hmm. You know, why do I even try to expand my business? Russia could show up tomorrow and just throw a wrench in all the gears. And, you know, the market's just crashed. Why bother buying real estate now? Who's to tell me that this half million dollar house that I buy or the property that I buy 
isn't going to be worth a hundred thousand next year because of the market crash. Mm-hmm. And that's the big thing, right? The big story, the big headlining story for everything is market crashing. Right. And and red arrows going down on graphs that most people will never understand, but <laughs> it inflicts fear into everybody's heart. Uh-huh. And I'm no different. I mean, I, I'm not exempt from that kind of fear. I think, you know, when, when Russia started playing with everyone's emotions on, on that brutal attack towards the Ukraine, I think everybody watched in horror on TV as, as you know, we realized that the, the, the whole world was on the brink of war. Yeah. So for me, that, that hit me really hard. You know, that definitely kind of, um, it puts things into perspective in a lot of ways, but also at the same time, it really does bum you out to know that big factors like that can totally just throw everything you worked so hard for out of whack. Um, but thankfully, I, I think that the best thing to do Sometimes, aside from looking in inward and, and finding the bra- the valor in yourself to move forward, I think the beauty of, of history is that history always has good examples for us to follow. And one of them is, uh, I, I read up on it uh, on my personal time, and I also first discovered the, um, the story through uh, Curtis Jackson, a.k.a. 50 Cent's book, Shout out. <laughs> Amazing book if you haven't checked. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna yeah. I'm gonna put it in the link because yeah. you yeah, you gotta read that book. Hustle harder, hustle smarter. He he talks about the founder of Honda, the Honda Research Group, which it was called back then. Um he was he uh he mentioned that Honda tinkered with mechanics as a young as a younger person. Um he got really good at, you know, understanding the engine and he he wanted to make the best pistons, right? Or better pistons for Toyota and other car manufacturers in Japan. So he went ahead and he got himself in debt. He, he worked tirelessly to create great pistons. He created a bunch of them, sent them out for inspection. And he gets the news that none of them were up to par. They weren't acceptable and they were going to return basically all of them. That's a lethal blow to any business. Yeah. And I thought, okay, well, you know, I've had moments where, you know, work has been hard and uh, things don't go according to plan. So that, that would be hard for me to bounce back from, but I think I'd be okay. But then I got the, then I got the rest of the story and his factories got bombed in American air raids. That's right. During the second world war. Forgot about that detail. And you would think, well, Mr. Honda, I think it's time to call it quits. I think it's time to go home. If you wanted a sign there, that's your sign right and there. And that's the thing. Every, straying from the subject real quick, everybody looks for signs for the negative things. I think most of us have that problem. I'm no different. I'm not saying, oh, look at me, I'm different. I'm saying everybody, myself included, tries to find the signs of when to quit before they f- try to create their own signs for keep, you know, Keep keeping on right. to, to keep going. You know, they, they just, they see moments like that. Sometimes it's for us. You, you want to be, uh, like I said, a great networker, but then you find out that they had a mass shooting at the ballroom that you wanted to have a networking event at. It's a sign, Levi, you got to call it. <laughs> yeah. You know, you find out that, uh, the people that, that have podcasts suffer from, uh, from depression more than people that don't have podcasts. It's a sign, Levi, call it. 
Call it quits, man. That's actually a sign to keep doing it. Then that means I'm in the right <laughs> industry. <laughs> and then you get you get things like, oh well, did you? Know? But people will find all the negatives down the path and say, you know what? It's a sign for me to stop, get conservative, and get in my shell. Yeah. Before they realize, or they they stop and think about the, like I said, the broader picture. And the opportunities that could present themselves to you if you just kept going. And that's what Honda did. I mean, Levi, I've I've never done a job and had them tell me 99% of your job is worthless to us or it's not the quality standard that we need. Take it back and don't ever call us again. I've never had somebody do that to me. You know, I failed inspection once or twice because, you know, it always, after doing thousands of jobs, it happens. But having those kind of news hit you that your factory got bombed. That's pretty, that's next level. That's not a lethal blow, man. That should just deter you from ever wanting to pursue anything in business again. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But Honda didn't do that. He kept going. He, he pawned what he had to pawn. He sold what he had to sold to sell (laughs) to sold. sold. (laughs) He sold what he had to sell to keep going and look at where he's at now. Look at where his the business that he created is at now. It's yeah. a global empire. Like I say the word Honda to somebody that doesn't know anything about cars. Are they going to know about Hondas, Levi? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because of this man. Because of one person that just didn't see the signs in wanting to give up. And I think, again, I'm I'm no better. We've all had those those weak moments, but. As 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 a group, as a, as a group of people that you know, entrepreneurs or or, or business owners that want to keep uh, improving, you know, their their businesses or, or you know, making meeting their goals or their uh, their milestones, giving up shouldn't be something that you look for in in signs. You should look for signs to keep going. You know, if definitely. If, if you want to, if you want to look at signs, I, sh- I had so many signs last year to give up. We had no money in my account. I got two dollar transactions that were rejected by my bank because I was out of money. Dang. I'm not talking about two thousand dollar, twenty thousand, two hundred thousand dollar transactions. I'm talking about two dollars and fifty something cents transactions that got rejected by my bank because I was out of money, and that didn't happen once. It didn't happen twice. It happened so many times last year. You know, I got I would get uh, creditors that would call me and be like, "Hey, if your business isn't making enough money to pay us on time, maybe it's time to to close up shop." You know, isn't that a sign, Levi? You could take it as such. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> having a, a negative balance of seventy thousand, a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars in your account, that should be a sign to you too. You know, having people, big time companies, tell you, you know what? Uh, for some reason or another, they're not going to tell you why, but you know it's foul play. We're not going to work with you anymore, or we're not going to go ahead and proceed with your with with your company. Oh, that's a lethal blow when you already did everything you had to do to be ready for that job, mm-hmm. and you bought the things that you needed to buy for that job. There's a sign. Yeah. You know, beginning of this year, you thought things were going to bounce back. The markets crashed horribly. There's a sign. It's time to call. It's time to close up shop. And just play it safe. Let's go ahead and get that cubicle job you've always wanted. <laughs> you know? Right. But you don't do that. 
if if you really want to to make it in you know make your dreams come true in one way or another you've got to find the signs to keep going because there's plenty of signs to stop there's always going to be signs to stop and uh, for for me uh, on a personal note i think the biggest signs that have been there to, for me to keep going have been like family you know whether it be my my direct family that lives with me or uh, my family outside of the country you when i think about the fact that you know the money that i that my family's been able to make with this business so far has led to relatives that have had such terrible circumstances present themselves to their li- to their lives and to their their loved ones their lives have been changed or improved because of that effort you know, I, I'm able to I'm able to give my whole family health insurance. You know, you could work at a really nice job. I know people that make way more money than I do on a W two uh, scale per hour, mm-hmm. and they don't have health insurance, or maybe they have health insurance, but nobody else in their family does. And you know, I, thanks to the fact that that we've worked this hard, I you know, for me, it's such a huge milestone to be able to afford health insurance for myself, for my family, for my employees. Like that's that's a huge deal to me. You know, the fact that I, I have relatives that I've employed that no, that no longer have to go through the whole huge route of uh, community college, college, university, whatever, 10 years of college just to end up in debt and in a job that they didn't want in the first place. Like those things to me help me keep going because, yeah. I mean, I'm not the best boss out there. I'll never say that. Um, I'm not the worst boss out there, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I just think about like the opportunities that I can give to people that I care about if I just keep going, you know, and, and those opportunities wouldn't be there if I had seen the signs to give up and go home. Exactly. Cause there, again, there's so many out there. Yeah, definitely. Dude, I'm glad that you've been able to navigate it so far. Uh, and it sounds like having, you know, a good set of friends, family around you helps you definitely get through it. it it's bound to, to happen, that like you're going to feel it, that you're going to maybe overthink things, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I've talked to a couple other people too. Uh, they say how some of them feel that self-doubt every single day. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you're still somehow growing strong like that means i could do it too so would you say maybe that's something else that you would recommend to someone who is going through that making maybe feeling that self-doubt surrounding yourself by people who are going to uplift you or in the very least remind you of why you're doing what you're doing yeah a a lot of people give the harsh solution of well if this person is being negative or bringing too much negativity in your life like if it's a relative or something just cut them off you know, I don't think that's a fair approach. I feel like people can be negative because of things that they've gone through, things that they've experienced. And sometimes their own trauma will manifest itself into them telling you that you can't make it. Right. I'm not saying that they're that they're me- that they're mean people. I'm not saying they're mean spirited. I'm not saying that they're somebody that you need to cut the umbilical cord of because that's not fair to them either. Mm-hmm. But there has to come a time where you have to find it in yourself 
to go out there and look for people that are going to keep you uplifted. You can have those, if, if you love those negative people in your life because they're your siblings, your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad, and, and, and you obviously can't cut them off and be like, I'm not answering my dad's calls because all he tells me is that I can't make it. Don't do that, <laughs> you know, because that's only going to make you feel depressed about the fact that you're chasing what you actually believe in. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I'm not going to talk to my sister anymore because she's so negative. Don't do that because you're cutting somebody off that you love. And then what you believe in will end up looking like something that is not beneficial to your family. So don't, so don't, don't go that route either. But like I said, actively search for people that do uplift you. And that could be anybody, but more than anything, it's also a matter of you being the one that uplifts others. And it's not easy. Yeah. When you're dealing with self doubt, I think the last thing you want to do is try to uplift somebody else. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's like, woe is me and all this and that. Exactly. Yeah, you you de- that yeah, it's definitely the last thing that you want to do and try to help someone else, but I mean, we've both experienced this and in those moments mm-hmm. when you do go out of your way and help someone else, it also helps you. Yeah. And I feel again, we've all had moments where it's like we've hit such a low that we just cut everybody off or we just start kind of being introverted or just distant from everybody. That's okay. You can do that for a little bit if you have to, but don't do it too long. Cause you doing that, you unconsciously start telling yourself that you're the problem. Mm. You know, it's, it's bad for your mental health and it, and it hurts other people around you too. People could be like, Oh, well, yeah, I'm disconnecting because I have to do this. It's a mental health break. That helps you reassess things, but if you don't take that reassessment of your, you know, your emotional state, your morality, your spirituality, and manifest it or, or, or put it into action, you're not doing anything positive to yourself or anybody around you. You're hurting people around you, and you're you're being inactive yourself. You're yeah. you're not you're not manifesting anything positive. You're probably you probably think that by distancing yourself, and I've done it again. I accuse myself of it. That by distancing yourself, you're you're protecting yourself and you're keeping yourself from from getting you know, not necessarily hurt, but getting that negativity from others. But that that won't help you in the long run, because you never know if the person that you help or the person that you motivate to be better will end up helping you at some point. Yeah, because you could say what you want, but life is give and take. Oh yeah, hundred percent. There will be people in your life that won't give anything back and you have to be ready for that and and be okay with that exactly reassess yourself enough to say you know what if that person never or never shows gratitude for what i've done for them i have to be okay with it but ultimately every human being does nice things for other people hoping not expecting necessarily but hoping that they find they find that comfort or that relief or that support from them as well at some point yeah that it's reciprocated at some point. Yeah. And and it, for the most part, 80% of the time, it is it is mutual. And that's what I'm saying. Even if there's a negative person in your life, you don't know if you forcing yourself to be positive, to be a go-getter, to, be, to, to let go of your self-doubt will in turn help them become somebody positive and motivated at some point too. Yeah. That's only going to motivate you more. Exactly. You know, because how many times, honestly, how many times have you woken up, like you said, you're just over it, 
and you don't want to deal with people and you don't want to talk to anybody, deal with anybody, but you find it in you to be like, you know what? I haven't reached out to this person in a while. Yeah. And then what happens, Levi? I mean, from one small experience, you don't have to be detailed about it, but what's happened to you? Yeah. And my experience, it, it's funny because I, I go into the situation with the intention of encouraging or motivating someone, you know, that person. Yeah. And I end up being the one that's encouraged and motivated. And why is that? It, it's, I don't know, man. <laughs> like it, it's, uh, I think it's because of the positive attitude. If you put positivity out there, especially when it's on one-on-one, usually you're going to get positivity back. Yeah. And that's just how that works. Um, so anyone out there, if you're suffering from self-doubt, if you haven't surrounded yourself with you know good people or, or family people that are going to be there supporting you definitely sought out of those people or even within the people you already know just reach out to them and tell them like hey thinking about you how's that one project going or how yeah. you know how are you doing today something as simple as that can spark up a very good conversation very positive absolutely and you'll feel better you know coming out of that yeah and if you're already doing that, but then even then there's moments of self-doubt in yourself. Something Sometimes you have to be mean to yourself to keep going. <laughs> I'm serious, you know? What do you mean by that, Mickey? You, you, said, you said the phrase, woe is me. Yeah. And that's such a common phrase, not necessarily with that exact wording, but that's such a common attitude to have when you're going through moments of self-doubt. Why me? It's like you, Levi. You don't understand what I went through as a teenager. You wouldn't know because you weren't there with mm-hmm. my family in two thousand one. You know, yeah. like you, you wouldn't know because you don't have the grandparents that I have. You wouldn't know because you don't have the wife that I have that does this or says that to me, dude. Yeah. You know, I I'm not. I I won't try to be the person that 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 slaps you with the reality that you're giving that attitude. I will be with you because I know you well enough. <laughs> also we have a prior agreement that you can slap me you yeah. know out of it yeah yeah levi steps on me because he's taller but <laughs> <laughs> no but seriously you i don't always or nobody should be the person that slaps people around like that all the time but you yourself have to be mean to yourself sometimes and realize that we're sometimes we we exercise self-doubt in such a convenient way mm. it's the truth and again, I'm no better. I'm not saying this because I th- somebody comes to my mind and I'm talking about somebody. I'm talking about myself. You know, yeah. sometimes when you're like, well, uh, starting my own business or, keep, you know, uh, pursuing this business even further when I know it's not profitable yet, it doesn't seem like a good idea. I don't think I can do it. But then you're really, really confident in so many things that will never benefit you. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you'll bet on sports, which will help you lose tons of money, but you won't bet on yourself. Right. <laughs> you know, or there'll be people that are like, no, I can't pursue this. I can't be a people person. I can't like being proficient in what I want to do as a business means that I have to be extroverted and I'm such an introvert. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. You're super extroverted when you're ordering a Chick-fil-A, dude. <laughs> You know, it's not hard for yeah. you to call somebody out when they forget the extra barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> and those are little spurts. You'll be like, well, that's once in a while. You know, it's not, I can't do that all the time. Neither can I. Yeah. You know, as much as well as I do that just because you're extroverted, the 
mental and physical, emotional toll that it takes on you to be extroverted for an entire afternoon? How does it feel, Levi? It is tiring. And I don't mean it in a rude way. I mean, I'm not trying to call Levi out and say, yeah, expose Levi as somebody that's over you guys after an afternoon. But I'm saying, Levi. Yeah, no, it's in a good way. But it does take a toll, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, because it, it, I don't know, it's it's a part of you that you, it comes more naturally to me, for sure, being extroverted. Always been the case, but... It is definitely hard to keep up like that level of engagement with others or kind of feeling like I need to entertain people for extended periods of time. I mean, I think that's just human nature. Like you need time to recharge, recharge no matter what your personality type is. Yeah. And, and again, this is coming from somebody who is, like he said, naturally extroverted. I'm a person that was born pretty extroverted but then bullying etc we're not going to get into that turned me into somebody very closed off very afraid uh to live to to be you know around other people but i forced myself to become extroverted and even then it's it's so exhausting guys it's exhausting to be extroverted with a client it's it's exhausting to i I talked about this with one of my friends a while back i told her that you know sometimes you're having the worst day ever you could have had really terrible news um, things that, you know, news that break your heart at random intervals of the day. And you could be crying in on the freeway on the way to the, you know, this meeting with a group of uh, shareholders, whatever. And then you got to show up like, hey, guys, ready <laughs> to do business? Yeah, you're crying in your car. You put the eye drops on, make sure that they're not, your eyes aren't red anymore. And guess what? You walk into that board meeting, you're like, how's everybody doing today? We good? And it's not hypocritical. Nobody's talking about being a hypocrite to make money. We're saying that you have to be sometimes mean to yourself and assert your your goals and, and your dreams to yourself so you can actually move past those moments of self-doubt, mm-hmm. of, of those lows, you know, those of those tired moments where you're just like, no, I can't be extroverted today. Yeah. You know, like I said, I mean, a lot of people say, oh, well, I can't go out there. I can't expose myself and... And, and and reach this goal whatever your goal is well not with that attitude yeah it's like it's like not wanting to go outside because there's mean people outside right you know like living in a tower like rapunzel because you know well people get in car accidents every day so i'm never gonna drive mm. well i heard uh, somebody got shot at a liquor store in alabama so i don't i'm not gonna walk to the liquor store in my neighborhood like dude i mean yes there's unforeseen circumstance we get that but being afraid to to move forward like because of small factors like those it doesn't make sense and i'm not talking about or i'm not directing this at anybody or or who isn't myself i'm talking about the fact that i've had to be mean to myself when it comes to those moments of self-doubt because again if you exercise the woe is me mentality you're going to excuse everything that you do exactly everything that you do to retract from reaching something will have a perfectly justifiable reason. Everything in the background will make sense to you. And pe- and if you and if you show enough confidence in your own excuses, people are going to believe you. And mm. be like, "Oh, Levi can't do this, man. Have mm. you met Levi? He's the shyest guy ever. He's yeah. so introvert. He could never do that." Because he's shown and convinced enough people that he can't. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. You've convinced yourself so well that now you're convincing others that you can't do something. Well, why don't you do the opposite? 
And I'm not saying that it's an easy overnight ordeal. I mean, I practiced by myself. I talked to myself so much as a younger person to get rid of my stutter. You had a stutter? I had a stu- I still have a stutter. Well, sometimes oh, I do. Sometimes. Actually, not to mention it. <laughs> when I have those brief moments where I'm like, ah. I'm like, that's me fighting against my stutter like Scatman John. But, <laughs> but you know, I did. I forgot who the Roman or Greek personage was that um, had also like a, a Demosthenes. Mm-hmm. Demosthenes had a major stutter. And what he did, he put like rocks in his mouth and he would like talk to himself like a crazy person at the beach. I did the same thing. I was afraid of making eye contact with people. It took me years to look at myself in the mirror, make eye contact with myself in the mirror and develop that ability to look at people in the eyes because I wasn't able to. You know, I would practice with myself in the mirror again, having conversations with myself. My mom would walk in and she'd be like, what's happening? You okay, buddy? (laughs) She'd be like, hey, I saw on the news that, you know, teenagers that talk to themselves have mental illnesses. I'm like, well, yes, but that's not my case. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say, you know, I was, there just comes a point. There has, there has to be a point where you're just tired of being that person. Where you're tired of being the shy one, where you're tired of being the afraid one, where you're tired of being the doubtful one in yourself. Because everybody, everybody's always just going to see that and be like, oh, that's Levi, the shy guy. Yeah. Oh, that's Levi, the weenie. <laughs> you know, that's Mickey, the guy. Oh, no, I don't think he can accomplish anything because he's been, he's been playing it safe since 1999. Yeah. You know, like. That's it, guys. So there you go. There you have it. Great advice to how to navigate deal with if you will with self-doubt we all have it you know if you get anyone who you look up to one-on-one whoever that may be maybe that's a that's a parent a family member a friend weird uncle maybe not the weird uncle but (laughs) not (laughs) one-on-one maybe not one-on-one but point is if you talk to most people one-on-one they everyone goes through this feeling that they're not good enough to do whatever they're doing or imposter syndrome, if you will, stuff like that. Imposter. Imposter. But uh, the point is to just keep going. If you can see it in your mind, and it, especially if it's like you can see it so clear, whatever resistance you're getting, and this is, I'm borrowing this from somewhere else too, how they said how if you get get a flower... Like this flower represents your dream, right? Depending how big that flower is or how big that dream is, the shadow that it casts, aka resistance, is going to be proportionate to that, to that dream. Oh man! So earlier when you were talking about signs, yeah, right, to give up or stop or whatever. If you're feeling a lot of resistance towards your goal, towards your dream. Maybe it's because it's a big goal. Maybe it's a big dream. So that's expected and that's okay. And that actually should be a sign that you're on the right path. You're about to hit that diamond mine. Don't stop. No, I'm not talking about money-wise. It could be just a personal goal. Get rid of that stutter. There you go. (laughs) Love it, man. I think this is a great place to finish the episode. Um, If not, I'm going to start rambling on about the gig economy. And you know how that goes. That's for another time. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today on Raspberry Lemonade. This is Levi signing off. I'm Mickey. Have a beautiful day.
This has been a Red Bird Studio Productions. Hope you've enjoyed the program.